welcome to our very first campfire show where we will be introducing to you as social entrepreneurs great men and ladies who are creating sustainable changes in their communities my name is helen evans and i'll be the moderator for today right here with me i have great gentlemen they'll have themselves introduced and letting us know about how they have managed to stay in this and just give us a brief overview about their journey i'll start with the gentleman on my right have himself introduced and yes give us a brief background about this whole social enterprise that you're running hello uh good morning good evening uh my name is nathan ofiro and um helen thank you so much for having me in this show it's really exciting to be one of those people who get the privileges of being in the first episode um, again, my, like I said earlier on, my name is Nathan Okiror and I run a non-profit social enterprise uh, called Imagine Her. And um, what we do at Imagine Her is we accelerate the potential of girls, young women and youth as active leaders and social enter entrepreneurs uh, creating sustainable change uh, in their communities. So really excited to be here and thank you for having me. Mr. Nathan, that is quite interesting. Okay, so let's have the gentleman on my left also introduce himself about what he does and, well, he'll have it all. <laughs> Thank you. you. I'm Dos Mugisa, a professional visual artist and the founder of Mocha Enterprise. And for you who don't know anything about Mocha, Mocha is an enterprise inspired by the locals. We have clothing which are customized with local content from within the Toro region. And we also do art. So with this session, I think we're going to be having a clue about Mocha. Well, wow, well, that's really interesting. His life is so artistic, I can tell. Uh, Mr. Nathan. The gentleman behind Imagine Her, am I using the right word? Mm -hmm. What inspired you to do this whole, everything seems like so more focused on women. What really inspired you? What pushed you? You're even of a different gender. Yeah, uh, that's a very interesting uh, question, Helen. It's one of those questions that I keep on getting, you know, you're walking down the road, you're meeting someone and imagine her, why? Mm -hmm. um, so. The story really starts about uh, 2013. Um, I was doing an undergraduate uh, research, and my project was focused on why got the girl child was dropping out of school. And so, one of the profound findings that uh, I found out during the study was that girls were dropping out of school uh, due to issues associated to poor menstrual management, and this was because. Uh, these girls were from a family uh, or families that couldn't basically afford to provide for these uh, menstrual hygiene uh, supplies. So with my two co-founders, uh, that's Fiona and James, uh, I came back and sort of thought, how can we create a solution that we could provide an opportunity uh, to the girl child and young women in communities to basically have access to menstrual hygiene supplies? Well, that really builds to who we are today as an organization and uh, as an organization what we stand for today is that 
We stand for empowerment of a woman because we believe that if a woman is empowered at home or in her community, then there are chances that her children will be able to go to school. Uh, but also we, we, we have this thinking that we shouldn't ignore the man. And uh, this is why we have entrepreneurs such as Muka uh, Thread uh, being part of our journey. But honestly, uh, Uganda is rated number seventh globally as a country with econo highest economic dependency. And when we look at the statistics, the most affected person is a woman. And so imagine her is built from this concept that as we empower women, we have access to uh, sort of a sustainable livelihood for the community um, beyond just this woman's household. So yeah, uh, our story really is surrounded about the element that for community to thrive, uh, we first need to empower women. But in order to do that, uh, we need to have men in the whole conversation. Well, men out there, you really need to have such kind of a mindset. That's interesting, Mr. Nathan. Thank you for thinking of me and the girls out there. <laughs> I mean, it's coming directly to me. Yeah. So, Deus, uh, what inspired you to start Mocha Threads? Mocha, as an enterprise, mm -hmm. was inspired by my art skills. Oh which were not really portrayed mm. and I couldn't get any way of how I could really make a living out of art as a person. So I was looking for those ways, let's say unemployment. Mm. I was unemployed mm. and I knew I have skills and skills I felt like I could give mm. to the community mm. and I didn't have any way I could, you know, lay out these mm. skills so that's how i got inspired to come up with mocha and mocha is 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 home in my local language home is mocha mm. so we use local content let's say in in our visuals mm. uh, customizing clothes we do painting we do drawing mm. drawings inspired by local content and community that's really great that's really this is actually a living example of guys who are into art i've seen so many of them being so unemployed they just sit back and actually most of them resorting to things that are worse mr dell's right here is an example that you can start your own social enterprise using your own talent wow that's interesting thank you mr dell's uh, Mr. Nathan, what are the challenges that you have faced in running your social enterprise? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a very good question. Uh, again, Helen, um, running a social enterprise, especially a non-profit social enterprise, yeah. is one thing that um, is challenging day in, day out. Um, as a nonprofit, we usually depend on uh, funding, and funding comes from uh, sources that are diverse. Yeah. Um, so one of the biggest challenges is that you want to reach a certain number of, uh, you want to create impact, a larger impact in a community. However, one of the aspects that really affects our work more currently is the concept that as a nonprofit that is a local nonprofit, Competing with 
international non-profits is always challenging. So you're competing for the same funding, but an international non-profit has an upper hand compared to you as a local non-profit. So we continue to sort of think of the agenda of localization, but we're not really seeing localization happening um, in the terms of how do we tap onto those foundations that are out there giving funding um, to support the work, but we are unable to access our funding. But we're really excited to have partners that have joined us and sort of accelerated our work to where we are today. We're really thankful for that opportunity, but continuously, things like our funding are a huge challenge that affects our work. Things like, are you in the right community? There's one thing to get into a community, but is it the right community? Does the community even welcome the ideology that you have? All these are things that affect the operations that nonprofits have. But also the other thing is that it, it's not only us. We're continuously thinking, how do you deal with the idea of impact? Are you creating the right impact? Because um, sometimes we sit in our offices and think of impact for the community, and yet probably this is not the right direction. So this is not affecting us only as a nonprofit, but you see that other nonprofits, you start a venture. However, we are being fortunate that our human-centric approach is helping us tackle this. And communities that we have gone to, we find it easier to adapt and continue creating impact. Helen, I hope I've answered your question. Yeah, yes, you have. It actually brings me to my other question. So how have you handled this entire problem? Yeah. How have you managed to keep going? Yeah. yeah. The beauty is that, like I said earlier on, we have partners who have come on board. And I want to mention a few on this show today. I want to say thank you so much to foundations such as Seagull Family Foundation that have made a dream come true. I want to say thank you so much to the Marimani Trust. These are people who are backing our work day in, day out. Uh, the United Nations Federal Credit Union Foundation. Uh, I want to say thank you to Tawingo Fund who have made this possible. Uh, so, foundations such as those are foundations that are helping us to continuously thrive and continue to build on um, the opportunity uh, to tap onto funding. However, as an organization, we have continuously thought, how do we diversify our port of funding to make sure that we continue to do the work that we're doing? And one of the things that we're doing continuously is that we're rethinking our model. How do we make money out of the model that we're currently running and make sure that we're creating the same impact. And one of the big visions we have for this is what we call Imagine Academy. Imagine Academy is that venture that is going to give us access to making money but also creating impact. I would love to talk about that the whole evening but um, I don't want to take up all the show. I'll definitely find time for that. So um, Mr. Dells, uh, what has been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? <coughs> uh, as a startup, uh, I really didn't know where to start from. Lacking resources, lacking knowledge, but then still at the other hand I didn't have any option but to just use the little I had to persist and find a way to how we can really 
put mocha onto the grounds. So, um, okay, so are there significant organizations or partnerships that you are collaborating with for you to impact what you are doing at the moment? Yes, of course. Okay. Uh, Imagine Heights, one of them. Mm, I've, I've worked with uh, relatives okay. and, and friends as well, yeah. and not forgetting the art fraternity. So who have really, really equipped me with knowledge mm -hmm. on how I can move with my skills. Okay. So how did Imagine Her come in to help you? How did you get there? What are the steps that you went through? People would really love to know. I mean, uh, in twenty, in twenty twenty two, I had Imagine Her was running an accelerator. And, and that's how I got to know about it. So I had to inquire on on ground. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I managed to reach out to Imagine Her offices and meet the team. Mm -hmm. And <coughs> we exchanged. They had to visit Mocha, mm -hmm. you know, weigh in. And, and seeing how, how, how they would really put me on board. And, and it was really, really great mm -hmm. that they really got to acknowledge my mm -hmm. skills and managed to come with me. That's great. That's really, really getting me to the other question. How does it make you feel that what you are doing is really creating positive impact in the community and to the people themselves. How do you feel about it? I think we have bigger problems that should keep all of us up at night. Mm -hmm. Problems such as climate change. Mm -hmm. These are things that uh, worry me as a person, but it should also worry you mm -hmm. out there. Things like food security. Mm -hmm. Um, these are critical matters that affect um, individuals day in, day out. Mm -hmm. And if not really checked right now, uh, we might actually uh, see human extinction happen someday. Mm -hmm. um, however, how does it make me feel to see someone uh, create impact? I think I'm always excited to have uh, entrepreneurs such as Mocha uh, Threads um, one, when you look at the impact that he's creating, it just goes beyond he himself mm -hmm. being employed, mm -hmm. but also he's changing the narrative around uh, his community. He's providing employment for the other youth, mm -hmm. that's one. He's providing an opportunity for the legacy and the history of his community to continue existing, even up to tomorrow for the generations ahead. Okay. But also the other piece is that through uh, entrepreneurs such as Moka, we are seeing that um, issues around climate change are being handled. Um, I, I don't want to speak about Moka and their model, but I, I think I want to appreciate and the rest of the entrepreneurs that we have out there. They're really creating the transformative change that we want to see in our community. Um, we have entrepreneurs um, 
that are really taking on the big mantle to solve issues that are associated to the bigger problems that we see today in the world. Um, and so having those individuals on board and supporting that is peace for me at night. It makes me sleep knowing that the mantle is not on me, but it's on individuals who are approximate to these problems. They're the ones who are really tackling the larger problems. Great. Great, that's a great explanation. Um, Mr. Dels, so as you have been working and running your enterprise, okay. what lessons have you got to learn? Um, Maybe are there are times you felt so discouraged, you just want to like let everything go, but there is that one thing that kept you going. Lessons I've learned out of this whole journey mm -hmm. was persistence. And then, even when it gets to the darkest part of it, mm -hmm. you know, don't sit down, just keep looking for opportunities. Like, I got to know mm -hmm. about Imagine Her. Mm -hmm. and then, it really got to rescue part of Mocha and it really gave it a step yeah so are there is there a time maybe you sit back and look at the women in the community and you as someone that is right running Mocha threads how mm -hmm. have you thought of actually creating a solution for a woman using your social enterprise yes with imagine her that's 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 something we are running as of yet. Mm -hmm. So we got communities mm -hmm. take pics with consent of, of these women mm -hmm. and then we produce art of these women. Mm -hmm. Not sure if, if there is market or not, but mm -hmm. at any point you never know. Mm -hmm. We could get this person who is interested in this type of work. Mm -hmm. So after they buy we can get to give a percent mm. to these ladies. Oh, give back. Exactly. Okay. So what kind of content are you trying to portray to someone who is purchasing this? Portrait, what what kind of content is in there? Uh, content, I look at inclusion mm. and also creating a support system. I think it would really help with that because like I started a business without enough resources, mm -hmm. at some point I really know what someone else goes through. Mm -hmm. Like I've seen old ladies in market. Mm -hmm. So you can put yourself in their shoes yeah, yeah. compared to me as a startup. Mm -hmm. No knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, no resources. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really tricky. So I feel like if I had mm. this kind of mm. skills mm. portrayed into art that mm. would sell and maybe support mm. that woman out there, it would really be important. Right, that's very interesting and very good work. Um, Mr. Nathan, so how have you managed to build 
a social entrepreneur who actually has like no idea at all into building them uh, to someone great, someone who can really create change in the environment. How have you done that? Yeah, very, very good question. And it's one of my favorite questions. Um, so through Imagine How, we run a couple of programs, but I want to talk about this specific one uh, called Social Enterprise and Innovation Incubator. So Social Enterprise and Innovation Incubator has um, a model where we believe that everyone out there has the ability to be the change maker, but be a change maker that makes money, like you say, social entrepreneur. And so we run a model um, that has three sort of uh, tiered phases. Phase one is where we deliver <coughs> a three months training in, in, in critical concepts that we feel have helped individuals sort of build businesses. Uh, the very first one is we look at uh, you as a leader and so we, we take you through a session on adaptive leadership. We want leaders who are looking at problems that do exist through adaptive lens. Mm. And then after adaptive leadership sessions, um, we do focus also on your mind as a leader. So we focus on sessions such as growth mindset, really asking the question that do you want to have a fixed mindset if you have a fixed mindset as a leader then you're not going to grow and so basically we want to have open up your mind to have a growth mindset and continue making sure that when you look at any problem that exists in your community you're not looking at it with the thinking that I cannot solve that problem but looking at it from the solution uh, solution perspective that says that I can solve that problem and then we get into uh, design thinking and so this is the most critical part of the program where we really get to build someone who has no idea into someone who has an idea. And so we take you through the phases of design thinking and the most critical piece for us is research. Um, we send you out there, again, focusing on the thematic areas that as an organization, um, I love what our program's lead, Claire, always says, the mandate that we have. So uh, our mandate as an organization, we're focusing on three themes really in this program. Uh, climate change, uh, food security, and then uh, sustainable housing. So we do take uh, you through uh, design thinking and focusing on those particular areas. And then at the end of the phases of design thinking, you should have built a working prototype uh, that really you get to test with the market. And then after, design thinking we then transition to social enterprise uh, how do you manage a social enterprise and then we close sort of close it up with financial management marketing and have you do what we call a final before you are commenced we don't like to call it graduation we love to call it commencement so commencement is when you finally have yourself passed out from the program and so we look at you pitching to a group of panelists. Uh, these are business gurus that get to ask you questions and basically try to probe and find out, uh, is this really a workable solution that you've built? And I'll give examples of some of the ventures that we have helped build today. Um, we have Kasana Foods. Kasana Foods is an amazing social venture that looks at the problem of post-harvest and Kasana is built from this idea that how do we avoid food wastage into um, having a, a product 
that you can add value uh, and put it into the market. It's one of the most thriving enterprises that we're seeing right now. Uh, that was built literally from an idea into a venture uh, that is sort of growing its portfolio uh, within uh, the business community in Uganda. So um, there are lots of enterprises to talk about, uh, but if you ask me how do we get someone to an idea, that's typically the process. And then besides just making sure that we do provide the fund, sorry, we do provide the training, the second phase or the tier number two is we do provide seed funding. We call it a catalytic fund because we are basically giving you a small value uh, of money to basically launch your venture. What we have seen with other programs is that basically you provided a training, you have the skill, but most of the entrepreneurs we have spoken to have a challenge of access to funding. And so we want to be uh, sort of the bridge, uh, helps the entrepreneur to have the resources, uh, the training and the support uh, to make sure that they bring their idea to life. So we do give about a seed funding of about $1,000 uh, to social ventures. Uh, to basically get their idea of. And then the very last piece is that we just don't want to give you these pieces of training, funding. So the last tier is we do provide you with mentorship and linkages to other opportunities. And one of the pillars that we're building, especially as we grow our work to get into the rural communities, is we're looking at how do we get our entrepreneurs to a place where they have the opportunity to compete for investment uh, funding opportunities um, with those top big uh, non -pro uh, sorry, social enterprises that already exist. So yeah, that's that's a process. I know I've bubbled a lot, but it's <laughs> sort of, okay. yeah. Okay, thank you so much, Nathan. Uh, he mentioned of the three thematic areas that Imagine Health focuses on, that is climate change, climate sustainable change. housing, and food security. Where did MUCA threads fall in when it comes to those three categories? MUCA, MUCA as an enterprise fell in under climate change. Okay. Where we get to look at waste, mm. plastics, mm. metals that really contaminate our environment. And then we translate that into beautiful artworks, beautiful mm. monuments. Oh, that's interesting. You guys really need to check out Mocha Threads. Is it on website, Instagram? Uh, we're on social media platforms. Uh, Mocha, as, as Mocha Artistry on Instagram. What else? Let me see. Facebook, Mocha ah. Artistry still. We need to see this yeah. guy's work. I mean, it's so interesting. By the way, not forgetting that this show is fully, proudly sponsored by Tora Heritage and Eranda Woods Assets for the Night. They are fully, fully sponsored and made by Eranda Woods. On Instagram, I'm sure that is what they use as their username. Um, so excited about that, but I'm getting over to my gentleman on my right. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Nathan, I would love you to tell us a moment in your life where you felt discouraged and maybe needed to, to just like let everything go you need to relax because this started from like how have you managed like being significant keep going and building into this program yeah um 
Yeah, and, and just as Helen said, uh, program is sponsored by Toro Heritage, Coffee, and Aranda Woods. These are all our entrepreneurs, so so proud to be on this show and to see our people sponsor our own space. Uh, the, the journey has been tight, and honestly, I think 2019 was the year we're going to sh uh, close down shop and go home. Um, <laughs> um, and lucky for us, we didn't close down, and, and I continuously say this, I think we didn't close down because we felt the work that we're doing at that time was really needed as we headed towards, this, this is the time we started hearing about COVID-19, and we sort of felt we're relevant at that particular time. How do people survive after, you know, a couple of years down the road we saw COVID coming in, but um, how would people survive, especially women, uh, how would they survive? Um, and we're really going to sh close down shop because um, we're not making it through in terms of uh, uh, fundraising or funding <coughs> for our work. And, and again, it, it seemed to be a heavier burden on me as a person um, based on the fact that I, I did most of the fundraising uh, at that particular time. And our story had not, like, we're still building the story as well and the case for our work. Um, but then I continuously, I was continuously reminded by the fact that I think it was significant and we needed to be there uh, to be that vehicle that could uh, create uh, stories of change, such as the stories that you've had through the conversation that we have had uh, with Moka. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Well, this whole show is really exciting me. I don't know. I feel like I'm very knowledgeable for the night and I'm getting to learn a lot from these two gentlemen. So over to you, Dels. What, what advice would you give to the young people out there? Young people that would really want to start a social enterprise, something that is beneficial to the community, not just looking at themselves, but at the community as well. I think anything can be something because mocha, mocha is just a word meaning home. So just do whatever you need to do and anything can be something and then persist. Interesting, interesting. Mr. Dose is a very calm guy and whatever he says is just so strange that you don't need to think much about it. Thank you so much, Mr. Dells. Uh, Mr. Nathan, what are there ventures that have really pushed you to be like, is this really what, like, you, you meet someone and then their social enterprise is just too huge, like it's a really, really big idea. You just can't believe it. Are there such entrepreneurs that you have met? How does it make you feel? How do you go about it? Uh to your question is this based on our own portfolio of entrepreneurs or this is an entrepreneur out there both <laughs> a good one um i think i have within our own portfolio individuals who keep on challenging me and i admire and i want to be uh, if 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 i was i was having a chance of probably taking on the mantle um, we have entrepreneurs that uh, continuously raising uh, investment uh, capital 
and uh, it, it excites me as a person that uh, with our work um, we, we just started all this thing of can you also get into the chain of supporting our entrepreneurs raise capital mm -hmm. and so if someone is taking away about 10 tons of plastic from their community that's an amazing opportunity that mm -hmm. I, and I continue admiring such individuals and I'm talking about women here mm -hmm. and so I want to spotlight an entrepreneur, Green uh, Shiro's Limited. Uh, Green Shiro's is one of those entrepreneurs that I, 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 I probably think that what I'm doing uh, is not changing the world, but I truly believe in a way we're contributing to the change that we want to see. But entrepreneurs such as Green Shiro are rewriting the stories mm. around uh, what we're seeing as uh, a threat to humanity. Um, I want to continue spotlighting entrepreneurs, uh, Glosh. Um, how do you take on waste from the community to basically change and provide an alternative means of fertilizer, uh, an alternative means of pesticide to community that is cheap and uh, affordable and organic? This, this is the kinds of enterprises. That we and, and in terms of looking beyond our entrepreneurs, I think there are individuals that I admire. Uh, I, I truly admire Acumen yeah. as one of those organizations that is building um, a, a chain of entrepreneurs that are really creating the transformative chain that we want to see in society. Great, great. As we get to close the show, um, Mr. Dels, is there something that you would like your people to know, the people out there to learn from you? Is there something that you would really want to share with us that I haven't asked? <laughs> mm, I think uh, before we conclude, I think I would really love to appreciate Imagine Her for, for the knowledge and material support they really put in Mocha. Mm. And then for that, I'm, I'm grateful to the highest. Well, that's a grateful heart. <laughs> and uh, for Mr. Nathan, over to you. What, what is something that you would love us to know before we get to close the show? Thank you, Helen. <laughs> <laughs> like, Anything. Like, like those, uh, I just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity uh, to share the story, but also to have a conversation. Uh, I think individuals such as uh, those inspire some of us uh, to wake up in the morning. I, I, I love calling it digging and go and dig. <laughs> but uh, I have an ask. I have an ask. And today as you watch this show, um, we are aspiring uh, to work with 1,500 1, entrepreneurs by 2025. The journey gets harder every day. Um, there are quite a lot that entrepreneurs want. But with our small pool of resources, we cannot be able to achieve that. So, I'm making an ask today. Do invest in an entrepreneur. With only 300 US, do uh, US dollars, you can be able to accelerate and impact an entrepreneur. And I call upon you to join uh, the cause, because um, stories such as those and stories such as Kasana, uh, Green Shiro, Glowish, um, among the chain of entrepreneurs that we're working with, we really want to make sure that we are creating a pool and a, pot 
a pipeline of entrepreneurs that are creating change around the problems that we are facing today, but those that are facing will be facing tomorrow. So, with only 300 US dollars, you can support an entrepreneur go through all the three months training. This covers the staff cost, this covers the operational cost, and we'll be able to create a pool of individuals that uh, will change the story around Uganda, Africa, and the world at large. So do join us, uh, do join our course, and uh, change a life, change a community, change a nation, and change the world. Thank you so much, the gentleman writer. Thank you so much for your time. I'm grateful as well. Thank you for honoring our invitation. So ladies and gentlemen, as we get to close the show, I hope you have picked something and I'm still inviting you for more and more shows that we will be premiering. We'll keep you in the know. Just keep tuned in. Till next time. Bye-bye.